0: Hi, Osama, how are you? Good to have you here at Conversation 6.
1: Uh, thank you so much, Javiria, a pleasure is all mine.
0: So let's get talking about the internal challenges um, that Pakistan is currently facing when it comes to its geoeconomic pivot. First of all, why don't you t- tell us, like, where do we stand?
1: So you know, you have to go a few months back earlier this year when uh, the erstwhile government actually came out with a national security policy. And in that, it actually you know, gave Two pivotal policy goals uh, for the country. One was actually, you know, securing economic security, and in a way, it's kind of a strategy but also a policy, is a shift uh, towards geoeconomics from geopolitics. And so, uh, you know, in midst of all these changes, uh, later in the in the in the in the again in the first quarter of the year, uh, somewhere in uh, you know April, we had a change in the government. And uh, the new PDM Alliance government actually made a lot of uh grandiose promises to bring about, you know, both political and economic reforms. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that has not transpired.
0: Uh, why exactly has that not happened? I mean, the new government did come in with the idea to resolve the economic problems that Pakistan was facing. So wh- what exactly happened here?
1: So again, you know, there there are twofold reasons. The first is that, you know, there's been a lot of political instability and polarization, even right from when the erstwhile uh, government of Imran Khan was being, you know, uh, moved out as a result of a vote of no confidence. So we saw Imran Khan, you know, get on, uh, you know, get down with this, uh, uh, you know, very contentious rhetoric on the reasons of his ouster, you know, citing foreign conspiracy. And as a result, you know, Given this overall contentious environment, uh, we've seen uh, as a consequence a fix in the decision-making process on a lot of issues involving, you know, uh, economic reforms uh, in terms of, you know, overall policymaking, this, uh, you know, overall policy direction that the government should have been taking. So that has, you know, resulted in this kind of situation, which has which has sort of, you know, uh, Brought the entire policymaking uh, ecosystem in in a fix, and also uh, uh, it, you could you could also see that you know no political party, despite you know the, the the overall composition of this political alliance comprises of twelve political parties, nobody in the process wants to exhaust their political capital to the point uh, you know where they have to undertake these unpopular decisions uh which would eventually you know exhaust their political capital which can uh be seen in the punjab bipoles where you know pmln uh had to had to take a lot of dent as a consequence of some of these uh you know unpopular decisions
0: that's a very important point you've made here but uh let's just sort of take it to the global picture how do these challenges then are positioning pakistan globally especially you know you're seeing uh the great power competition unfold in South South Asia. So how does that impact us and where do we go from here?
1: So quite interestingly, you know, when the NSP actually came out, you would have seen that uh, a lot of uh, members from the political leadership of different political parties involving Pakistan People's Party and also Pakistan Muslim League Nawaz, you know, actually, uh, uh, you know, threw their weight behind this this policy of no camp politics which was endorsed in the national security policy uh but you know there, there are certain problems that definitely uh are uh you know serving as impediment in terms of uh, allowing that allowing pakistan to you know exercise that kind of free space of course the first one is you know the the balance of payment crisis which is quite recurring uh for the past uh for the past many years and then the other thing is that you know the there, there are uh, structural reforms that are needed in order to both generate revenue and to improve governance. And uh, uh, last but not the least, you know, uh, there still lacks an enabling environment, uh, you know, from, from the government uh, uh, stakeholders, to you know, towards uh, uh, inviting investment both from home and also from abroad, uh, you know, towards investment, uh, sorry, towards, um, you know, allowing new businesses to mushroom and also to you know, pave way for 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 different connectivity projects uh, in the region, where Pakistan could actually serve as a conduit uh, for 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 you know such such uh, regional connectivity goals.
0: Right. So we often hear buzzwords like uh, conduit for connectivity, pan eurasian zipper, etc. But how does Pakistan actually get to actualize this amidst all these problems that you mentioned here?
1: Uh, so I think you know the, the 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 larger problem in the immediate and again in the short term uh that 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 remains a priority uh, for Pakistan is, is is the fact that you know at present the political environment uh, is so rife with polarization that you know going into early elections uh, seems like a rational call and the reason why I say this is that in order to you know undertake um, all the uh, unpopular decisions uh, towards economic reforms, towards uh, governance, you know, any any political entity or, or perhaps even an alliance should at least have, you know, a popular mandate uh, to undertake all these unpopular decisions. And then at, to, at the same time, you know, to, to come up with some kind of an enabling framework, which would allow Pakistan to realize its policy of geoeconomics and to bring it somehow back on track. So I think that that's something that will uh, remain as a challenge. Uh-